Welcome to the Really Bad Podcast, Episode 1. We are your new number one source for all things Red Velvet, including the latest news, the hottest rumors, song and album reviews, pointless analyses on Instagram posts, and whatever the cake we simply feel like talking about. All of this and more only here on the Really Bad Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dom, and I'm joined by my good friend, Hillary. Hill, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited for today. Yeah, me too. Um, so I figured it might be good to tell our listeners who we are, why we're doing this podcast, and just, you know, make them get to know us a little bit better. Um, so why don't you start and tell us why you want to do this podcast and how you became a Red Velvet fan? Honestly, like, I mean, who else is talking about Red Velvet this often? Not a lot of people. I mean, there's so sure. many, like, K-pop podcasts that just, like, talk about regular news and drama and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think I've really seen one just uh, dedicated to one group. And, you know, Red Velvet is, like, the best idol group out there. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, s- I mean, I obviously have to agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I started my journey. It kind of just snowballed from uh, Netflix was watching that drama I think I told you about. It's called Hello, My Twenties. One of the actresses was a K-pop singer for the group Kara. And then, like, on YouTube, I just kept getting, like, recommended videos from Red Velvet. And uh, it started from there, just, like, variety shows and interviews and things. And haven't really looked back since. What about you? Um, I think my first exposure to the group was in 2017. I was on some Discord server, and one of the girls there was completely in love with Red Velvet. Um, and she kept posting videos, and I think the first video I saw was either Peekaboo or Red Flavor. I don't remember one of these two. And I had never been really exposed to K-pop before that, so I just clicked on the video, listened, and I was like, well, that's some high production value stuff I don't care about. <laughs> Um, and that was basically it. And then, like, a year or, or even longer later, uh, you first brought out the group again. Yeah. And I was like, I think I remember this name. And I just looked at the video, and I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen that group before. And um, at first, I really didn't care because K-pop is not really my thing. It still isn't, to be honest. It's, it's just Red Velvet for the most part. Um excluding like a couple songs here and there maybe. And then, for whatever reason, the YouTube algorithm decided to suggest the Japanese version of, um, what's it called? Japanese version of Russian Roulette to me. I don't know why, it just did. I just was like, okay, I, I guess I can check this out because a K-pop group recording in Japanese is interesting at least. Uh, so I did click on it, and I was completely head over heels with the song. And uh, I think you were surprised because apparently it's not exactly the most beloved yeah. or original song by the by Red Velvet. <laughs> uh, like it's like I think you said it's pretty basic, all things considered, like compared to other songs. Pretty much. Um, yeah, you, you judged me hard, um, <laughs> but. It was the gateway drug because uh, I eventually 
probably also because of, mainly because of you um hey. st start listening to more and more of this stuff and um yeah i just found out that they are really different and just stand out compared to other stuff i i've listened to and um yeah uh like you said it just kind of started snowballing from there and um eventually i was able to remember all the names oh yeah that, <laughs> and that took you faces. a long time <laughs> it took me ages <laughs> like the only name i remembered initially was I irene <laughs> i think um and oof oof and like the faces oh like man. they looked the same to me for so long <laughs> it was embarrassing <laughs> i'm so bad with faces and names um <laughs> but yeah and like <laughs> uh yeah and this podcast idea kind of started off like as a joke until re until we realized hey there is no like you said there is no real right well podcast out there we think so why not give this a shot like people might appreciate it people might want to listen to others talk about red velvet yeah um and um yeah here we are episode one um okay good um so i think we should start with the podcast proper like we've been rambling on for long enough and by we i probably just mean myself <laughs> um so uh w usually we always start off with the news um, so we discuss what's been important in the Red Velvet verse lately, like probably in January for this episode, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why don't you just start uh, telling us what's important and what we should know about? All right. Here's the news. So, I mean, I, I plucked out. Right. There's, there, there's a lot that we've missed over the past, like, month, just month. So I picked out like what I thought was the most no noteworthy that we've uh, kind of missed. So number one, this one's one of my favorite. It was that Red Velvet surpasses Destiny's Child and the Pussycat Dolls to become the first girl group ever to reach number one on the YouTube <laughs> US iTunes album chart three times in one year. And I mean, of course, obviously this was with the whole Refest trilogy um uh, do you want to say the next one or do it like i read all of these uh no i think i think we should f start by discussing this point because i think it's huge yeah it I is mean, uh for for those of you who might be too young to remember <laughs> when disney's child the pussycat dolls were like blowing up and like all over the charts those were like the defining girl groups of the 2000s right y um yeah for sure like it's hard to describe how big they were and how successful they were and for red velvet to basically surpass them in a way as, as a k-pop group no less that's quite the feat i would i would say right definitely i mean there's there's no way you haven't heard of a song by destiny's child or pussycat dolls and yeah i mean even if you weren't really around back then yeah they have some some bearings that most people still recognize i i wouldn't argue um Yes. I mean, we obviously have to, we have to put this into context. Like, I don't think Destiny's Child or the Pussycat Dolls ever released three albums in one year. Right. Um. So, so it's, this is not to say that objectively Red Velvet is like way better. Like that's bullshit. Um. But just being able to reach number one three times in a row. 
first and that's only. Big. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's big. Like even if it was over like two years or whatever, just consecutive number ones is huge as a girl group, right? It's amazing. Um, and nothing can take away from this. No context or whatever. So, um, I think that's something uh, that the girls should definitely be proud of, and something that uh, Revelovs can show off with if they ever want to talk about these kinds of things. Definitely. All right, my second favorite piece of news was that Red Velvet were the only girl group and the only SM artist to receive a real-time all-kill and a certified all-kill in 2019. To explain this, I mean, it just has to do with the Korean charts, like from the major, major music charts. And they just have to be, like, number one on these charts at certain times. And no one else was able to do it, pretty much, in the whole year, except uh, BTS and, like, a couple solo artists. But uh, Red Velvet were the only girl group to do it this year. So I thought that was pretty yeah. sweet. Um, it really is. Uh, like, I think girl groups in general have it a little harder than, than boy groups. Yeah, they do. Which tend to be a little more successful in general. Um, for audience reasons and, and marketing reasons, we will probably get into at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, full disclosure, by the way, um, I'm not a K-pop expert, so if I ever have things explained to me or sound like I'm just full of shit, it's because <laughs> I probably am. Like, like I said, I I love Red Velvet. Um, K-pop in general, I'm just a complete noob. I I I know how to spell K-pop, and that's pretty much the extent <laughs> of it. I I know a couple of groups um, because you can't really avoid uh, K-pop stands on on Twitter. Like it's always trending, right? K-pop is huge around the world. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm the layman. Hillary's the expert. So Woo. all bullshit coming out of my mouth. I apologize in advance for all future episodes. <laughs> um. So next, Red Velvet surpassed 20 million streams on Genie. And uh, they achieved this in 36 days, and they beat the record because this was previously held by Itzy's Dalla Dalla with 45 days. And then, woohoo! Uh, and building off of this, they are also number two on Genie's longest charting top five group songs released in 2019. And I mean, I, this is really cool because number one is BTS, who hold the record with about. Uh, 1,117 hours, and right now Red Velvet are over 900, and they're still charting. So if they can keep this up for another maybe like week and a half, they can indeed surpass BTS. I think that will be a gigantic how achievement. How likely do you think it is that they can stay uh, in a top five for this much longer? Do you think it's likely, or do you think it's, it's still a long shot? I mean, the last update that I saw was, like, 9 p.m. Korean time, and they're still, like, top three in all of these charts. So I think it's very doable. I mean, that would be pretty incredible. I mean, like, beating BTS in anything is always a huge accomplishment because as, as much as I don't like BTS, <laughs> um, they are, like, the driving force in, in, in K-pop. Right. Like, it's just... It's an objective fact, like whether or not you like their music. Um, so, yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I think this would be huge. Um, and I would hope that someone would report on this 
that's outside of the K-pop realm, so people again can finally see that there are other huge groups that can accomplish major things. But um, I'm not holding my breath for that one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it would be nice, especially because um, it's a girl group. I mean, come on, a girl group that surpasses BTS in some way, like that's huge. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know we keep saying this, but like, it is. <laughs> I mean, we, we're partially biased, obviously, but yeah. Speaking of charts and streaming and all these things, uh, the next point, please. All right, next point. So Red Velvet reached number three on the Billboard World Albums with the ReFest finale. And uh, this was the tracking week of January 2nd when it happened. And it is also their 10th album to peak in the top three. So again, congrats, Red Velvet. Woo! Yeah, um, do you know what kind of artists usually dominate the world album charts? Is it K-pop artists too, or is it like all around the world, like Latin artists or whatnot? Yeah, it's like all around the world, everybody. So there's no dominant genre or anything? Nah, I don't think so. <clears throat> okay, good. Yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, we've ma mainly been talking about like chart performances and records, but that's because like most of the news in general are simply like, hey, look, good chart performances, hey, records are broken, all these things. So um, yeah, we can only work with what we get, but uh, I feel like um, just celebrating some accomplishments is, is nice once in a while, right? Yeah, um, some, some of these, I mean, they, like I said, like they hadn't been done before or like they were the only ones of the whole year. That's like really important, I think, to touch yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something to look back on like later uh, during this year and to like uh, be, be be proud of, to be like, this has been a, a good year. Like it started off good, very strong. Um, yeah. <coughs> so let's go to okay. the next one. So this one happened like fairly recently, maybe like last week. Uh, Red Velvet became the second girl group in history to get triple crowns from three major tv channels so a triple crown is when they win first place on the music show like three of those shows in a row whenever they air and they were able to achieve this with those three shows music bank music core and inkigayo and from those uh triple crowns it gave them a total of nine wins total which made psycho to be tied with ricky I did not know that Rookie was this successful. Like, is it something oh, yeah. I should know? I mean, yeah. The <laughs> o it's only now it's only one behind Power Up. Like, if they get one more, it'll be tied with Power Up, which was like their most wins ever. I, I, I just did not know that Rookie was. I just thought Rookie was like, like I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> I think it was like one of the lesser successful singles, but like it was way before my time. I never did any research on this. So uh, <laughs> I'm 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 surprised. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll some at some point talk about a rookie, but like, um, but but cool. Like um, I'm I I really like Psycho. Um, yeah. So I, I'm glad. Could it still top rookie? Like, are there still more awards to to be gained for that song? Yeah, they're still being nominated. They've been nominated twice last night and the day before. But and they lost like very slightly, 
but Oof. I mean, I think it's still possible. Okay, good. Um, I'm it's hoping it's gonna do better than rookie then. Nothing at rookie, but I just kay. think Psycho is better. Um. <laughs> rookie <laughs> came and like slapped everyone in the face. I, the first the first time I heard rookie, I, I think I told you, um, I thought it was like Loki, 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 and I was like, who's Loki yeah. and whom? Like I was so confused, and then I <laughs> googled the song like Red Velvet Loki, and I couldn't find, it. and then it, it obviously suggested rookie, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> it still does not sound like, wrong. like rookie to me. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Um, if you've gotten tired of all the uh, <coughs> accomplishment and achievement news, uh, good news, uh, we're done with that, um, I think, mostly. Um, so we're going to move on to some more different news, I guess, is the right way to put it. So take it away. All right. So this was announced recently that uh, SBS is going to hold a super concert in Daegu and I mean this is kind of controversial because as we all know SBS are the ones directly at fault for Wendy's accident but also like oh, it's kind of hard because Daegu is Irene's hometown <laughs> it's like a rock in a hard place I guess and I mean they are on the lineup they are going to be there they are going to perform but do you think that they should actually accept it like if they had a choice to I mean, in, in terms of, I think it's, it's it's good exposure. And I think they can still use sure. this show to honor Wendy and what happened. Um, like, they could, they could even try to find a smart way to remind people what happened to Wendy. I mean, they can't say anything, obviously. But, like, through their performance, they could speak, provided that it is allowed by... Uh, whoever runs the event and provided that um, SM is okay with some reference in any way, shape, or form, which is doubtful. But like like I said, they could just do this in Wendy's honor, um, which would be really nice, actually. And like I said, it's it's Irene's hometown. So I think for her, like if, this, if the Wendy accident hadn't happened, like I think Irene and the others would be stoked to just go there. Yes, for and sure. Have a show there. Yeah, so... But now it's like bittersweet. Yeah, so to have this thing marred um, by this really preventable accident, um, it sucks. But like, they they can boycott it. It's it's not in their power, um, and it's. I just think they're gonna do a good show. They're gonna honor Wendy in some way. Um, maybe they're just gonna wear all blue dresses again, which I would love. For like a song. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, I mean, this was yes. a this was a really cute picture. Um, um, I mean, all we can really hope is um, the concert, whether they perform there or not, it would not change anything about the accident. It would not change anything about what's going to happen to the company responsible for Wayne's accident. So all we can do is hope they're going to put on a good show. Hope the people responsible for um, Wendy's injuries and suffering are going to get a, get their comeuppance. And um, I guess that's all we can do, right? Just hope that it's going to happen that way. Pretty much, yeah. It, it'll, they'll still put on like a, a good show, regardless. Although part of me like wishes they would like throw some shade, but <laughs> <laughs> I know they won't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
the point is you, you gotta be professional even if you don't wanna and exactly. there are like rules you gotta play by even if you don't like your rules and as much as i would like to irene just to take a mic and be like uh you know what go fuck yourselves for ruining when his life <laughs> whatever it's i mean obviously in in in, in Korean, although it would be funny for her to say that in English. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's we got to be realistic here. It'll be okay. Unless, I mean, unless they cancel the whole event for, like, coronavirus or something. <laughs> I, 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 um. I don't hope so. Like, let's, <laughs> let's keep the virus where it is and let's not spur any further. Like, um, it's, it's enough that some sport events have, have been canceled. Like, let's... Although they have some, like, weren't there some concerts that got canceled? Because yeah, of the virus? like gr- group concerts, group fan events. Yeah, canceled. Yeah, but uh, so so when's the concert? Ta- so when's the concert gonna take place? Ooh, like like what I think date? it's the e- I think it's the very end of this month, like February twenty eighth or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's let, so let's we'll cross our fingers. Yeah. It's it's. it's uh, yeah, um, they're gonna be fine. <laughs> um. All right, moving on. The next piece of like good news, it was Bad Boys two year anniversary. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Uh, Bad Boy was released January twenty ninth of twenty eighteen. Uh, you know, it was it was only the best K pop song of twenty eighteen, stated by Billboard. It uh, is gold eligible in the U.S., which, which means is it sold super impressive. Hell yeah, which means it sold 500,000 uh, copies in the U.S. It also became number two on Billboard's World Digital Song Sales Chart. And it is also the most streamed song by an SM artist on Spotify and the first SM song to reach 100 million streams on Spotify. I freaking love Bad Boy. Like, I, I know a lot of fans think it's, like, really basic. They do? To say that Bad Boy is, like, your favorite song. Yeah, I love the song. It was it, I think it's, like, easily my top three favorite title tracks. If not, like, second favorite ever. And, if and not, like, favorite. <laughs> and most other fans think it's basic? I always just assume... Yeah, because it became, like too popular and overplayed and oh blah, blah, i gotcha know, generic yeah that in that sense but i think it's like really a really good song like musically the way it was um arranged the i just everything i love it yeah i agree i think bad boy is a fantastic song and and i think if if you were to ask anyone who's like not a red velvet fan but like just a k-pop fan in general right um, was just loosely following mm. different kinds of groups. Um, if you were like, hey, can you name like two or three Red Velvet songs? I would argue that Bad Boy is probably going to be one of them, right? I mean, oh yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's just that well known along with like uh, Red Flavor or whatever. It's been two years already. Wow. Uh, I did not know that two it came years. out in, in, in late January, like two years ago. But like that was before my time. So hardly my fault but yeah happy birthday red velvet uh or bad boy happy weather birthday. <laughs> now i guess we can move on to our final bit of news this one was really cute i just saw it i think it just happened like last night so red velvet won first place on a poll titled 
which star still feels like a new artist even after more than five years of debut and they got this because they accumulated like from the votes that they were 27 percent charming 25 percent outstanding and 25 percent had the power to attract people so <laughs> i don't know i just thought this was really cute because it, it just is. happened like yesterday um i think it speaks to the variety that red velvet uh have to offer in general like if you could basically come in to the fandom at any point and it always feels like you missed a bunch of songs because they all sound so different like with, with mm. some groups it's some songs are a little similar like so they stop feeling fresh just because of that i feel like um but if you have songs that all sound very distinct um it just it makes you stay fresh it makes you stay relevant um so whenever you you have a new comeback it's like uh okay wow I, i'm gonna wonder what this is gonna sound like because you know it's gonna sound different from what came before which i think is exciting that's like i think the main appeal for me that uh i know that the song that came before is gonna be different to the song that um is gonna be released next so it, they keep you on your toes exactly every comeback and we know for sure the next comeback which is probably most likely going to be a summer comeback it's going to be more you know on the pop side more on the red side it's going to be a fun song i think yeah i it's mean it's going to be huge psycho yeah. was definitely a winter song like just the way it's arranged and, and and sounds on a basic level like if you release this song in summer it just sounds out of place i think um, <laughs> yeah it wouldn't make sense like so it's it's a good winter song um just like yeah. i think red flavor during Christmas would be hilarious, but not make any <laughs> sense either. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you can say like, right, I mean, you could make a, a song about like, I don't know, candy canes and whatnot and different <laughs> kinds of uh, uh, chocolate centers, but I don't think it would have the same ring. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's basically it for the news, right? Yeah, that was it. That was yeah, that was it. Yeah, I mean, uh, how much news we have is always going to depend on how much news there are. Uh, like we had a lot, right. of, we had a lot of keep um, to, to catch up on because um, we decided to basically include all of January. But like, since we're going to do this uh, every two weeks, or at least that's how we plan it, usually we're going to include the news uh, of the last two weeks, basically. So just you know what you can expect. Uh, for upcoming episodes. I think it's time to move on to this episode's cookie jar. What's this all about, you might ask? Um, well, first and foremost, it's a really lame pun. But more importantly, it's also the segment in which we give our personal opinions on Red Velvet song of our choosing. And today's cookie under the cookie jar is really bad boy because of course it is this podcast is named after the song so it stands to reason we would Woo-hoo! start off with that song right um yes plus i think it's one of the more like it's one of the, those songs that the fan base is a little more split on i think yeah <laughs> yeah 1000%. yeah so it just makes sense to have this as our first song for for these two reasons alone Hell, what do you think? What did you first think when you listened to uh, "Really Bad Boy"? Like, what was your first impression, basically? 
my first impression was that I could not find the chorus of this song. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is the chorus. No, this is the chorus. Wait, now now it's the bridge? Like, <laughs> I was really confused. It took uh, two or three listens to like figure out what exactly the structure was for me. Um, also, like right away that it was like kind of repetitive, mm-hmm. lyrically anyway. Yeah, those are like my very, very first impressions of yeah. this song. I'm gonna be super honest here. When I first heard the song, I thought it was pretty much trash. I think that's the words I used. Like I, I told you, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I, lo- sure. I love the video, but the song itself is trash. Um, and let's not even talk about the English version, but like, um, I just did not <laughs> like the song at all. Like, I just, I don't want to say I hated it, but I just called it trash. So okay, I guess I did hate it, <laughs> kinda. I was just not sold. I just compared it to Bad Boy, which I think is unfair because just because they have similar names doesn't mean the songs should be similar in any way. It, they never said it's gonna be a direct sequel right. to the song or anything. It just shares similarities with the title. So, but the good thing is, yeah. But I think a lot of I people mean, do that. But I guess that's not even outside yeah, of the fandom. Yeah, I, I don't think that's really our fault because if you, Sorry. if you, I mean, let's face it. If you call a song "Really Bad Boy," that's like half a marketing gimmick. Like you want to try to make people remember "Bad Boy," how much they like that song. And to check out and buy the new song, which is similar and hope, hopefully just as good. I mean, it's not an accident this song is called Really Bad Boy. They could have done the same song and just tweaked the lyrics a little bit, called it something else, and they would have been fine. But they wanted to um, conjure up the thought of Bad Boy, presumably, right? So... I think if we draw comparisons or expect something differently initially, that's that's fair. But yeah, the good thing is I actually came around quite a bit on the song. I'm not sure. Did, did you like? Did your opinion of the song change over time? No, I mean after I figured out the structure, I was like, "Whoa, this is genius!" <laughs> and like I really liked it. So for me, it was like kind of like right. What, what do you bat. think is genius about the song? I mm, I liked. The fact that the driving force of the entire song is the vocals, and it really yeah, is. Yeah, and like the music part is literally it's just it's all drums and percussion stuff, like one bass note every now and then. Like literally, when I was recording the in the intro and figuring out the parts, like the very first chorus, it's only like three notes of bass, and it don't, it's only hit once every like eight measures or something. I was like, wow, <laughs> they kept it. They really kept it as minimal as possible in the instrumental part. They did. Yeah. yeah. That's what I love about it. Yeah. I mean, I listened to the song a couple more times um, when I was writing my notes. So I know what to kind of say about the song and to just um, remember what it sounded like again, and what I liked and disliked. And uh, listening to it a couple times, I really, really learn to appreciate what they did with the song like it was like uh, in one way it's really simple like you said like there are a lot of aspects that are really like simple and repetitive like especially i think the chorus the lyrics are they're bullshit <laughs> um for the most part i mean there's you know no the english really version effort there like <laughs> uh, I, I i just think that probably the the 
the, I don't speak Korean, but I, I, I don't think the Korean version uh, is Shakespeare either. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, but but on the other hand, it's surprisingly complex in a different way. Like like you said, like what they do with their voices, which kind of act as like quasi background instruments, basically. Like that's just really unique. It's 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 pretty experimental too. Oh, it's like, very um, experimental. I don't remember. I don't remember any Red Velvet song that does this, or at least does this to this degree. Right. Like it's, it's, it's. I really like this. Like, and the more I listen to it, the more I realize that this is actually really cool. Like you have, um, and the voices are used so differently too. Like sometimes you have like a continuous flow of like high notes, and then you have like whispering going on. It's just adding multiple layers to the bass melody, and it's, it's really cool. Just and. It makes the song really, really playful in a way, which I, which I think fits very well with the music video itself, which we'll be discussing like a little bit later. So I only think there's a really interesting juxtaposition of the lyrical simplicity on the one hand and like complex musical arrangement on the yes. other hand, and that's just, I think it's the beauty of the song. Like, um, you can argue that the lyrics are, ugh. <laughs> But like m maybe that was part of the appeal. Maybe you don't want to have this thing to be over complex in in any regard. Like I'm not sure when to make in the song, but I I think what, what it's 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 working out pretty well, all things considered. Um, it all doesn't always have to be on the lyrics. Sometimes you can just enjoy a song because it because you like what it sounds like. In yeah, the lyrics can be. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would argue that most of us don't speak Korean, right. so it's not that we love Red Velvet because we enjoy their deep, profound lyrics <laughs> all of the time. When sometimes um. you just need to like ba banana ba ba banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love banana song. Um, it it's how I, uh, it's my term of endearment. <laughs> the banana song. Uh, for this song. Um, oh. Yeah. And we were briefly, you were going to yes, say? Uh, you've mentioned the juxtaposition. And, like, also one of the things I really liked was how, like, most of the song is kind of, like, screaming in a way. Like, Wendy and Sugi are, like, singing slash screaming, like, at the very top of their range the entire song. And then, like, when the bridge comes. Yeah. <laughs> when Joy comes in and she, like, takes it all the way down, more like a kind of like cabaret, like R&B thing in the bridge. Like that part also I thought was like really genius. Yeah, and speaking of screaming, I actually really like the intro of the song. I think it's pretty unique and memorable mm -hmm. and really stands out. And like I said, when you scream is a really nice Irene touch. scream. Um, it was Irene huh? scream, sorry. At the beginning of the song? Yeah, it's Irene screaming. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's my bad then. <laughs> well, it's a nice touch either way. They all have very lovely screams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good uh, scream. It was like a e e yeah, flat um, seven or something. The highest note in K-pop, by the way. <coughs> oh yeah. Uh, the only thing I remember is uh, I once watched a document documentary on Christina Aguilera mm -hmm. and how she was singing the was it the Mulan song? <laughs> The reflection? Did did she? Yeah, like how she was like the only person to be able to hit like the this one super high E note, and um, 
apparently it was super impressive, but uh, I that just came back to my mind because you mentioned like E and I know nothing about notes and music, so um yeah. Um Irene anyway, did, I also did really mention, love Oh sorry. No, go on, go on. No, uh Irene did talk about recording that note and in order to like produce that sound and make it loud and to reach the note she had to kind of like bend down while she was like projecting does that make sense oh i thought that just i just assumed that joy was just stepping on her toe like constantly <laughs> until she got like the, the pitch perfect scream but <laughs> guess not it's, it's my head cannon now though <laughs> um anyway sorry <laughs> what were you saying <laughs> um yeah speaking of joy step on someone's toes um i also really love joy counting not counting down counting up at the beginning oh, yeah. even though i'm surprised that joy hasn't learned to count yet <laughs> because like like one two five five what <laughs> one two five uh <laughs> why like one two three uh like why five there were fan theories like, about this so they thought it was like all yeah. like super symbolic like the one meaning one group two meaning two uh concepts red and velvet and five because there's five of them <laughs> that was like the fan theory that sounds that sounds like a college literary studies freshman <laughs> trying to get an a on that paper super desperately and the teachers like not having it like <laughs> nah nah dude like it's not that deep it really isn't i think they asked joy um, at a fan sign and she was like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the answer is a question mark, but it's funny. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would, I would come up with some weird phonetic theory, <laughs> but honestly, I got nothing. I have nothing. Like, there, there's nothing special about the transition between five and ah uh, <laughs> and three and ah. Uh, I, I, I guess I guess five ah uh, is easier to say than three ah. Uh, because you don't have two vowels, mm. but like, I I don't know, girl. It it, it probably ain't that deep. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we briefly touched on the English version, oh which I God. think we both are not the biggest fans of. No, 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 no. no. Um, <laughs> I will say this was like a really fun song to see live, and I saw the English version live, and it was not that bad live but listening yeah. to it it's just like <laughs> <sighs> like uh, there there are so many people that contributed to the writing and the lyrics and like could no one else think of all the girls say like 20,000 times in a row <laughs> all the girls say all the I, girls I, say. I feel like I feel like that's a line you can find in a lot of songs I feel like I've heard that line before <laughs> All the girls say, all the boys say, something like that, yeah, yeah. It's weird, because they released uh, an English version of Bad Boy as well. And it well. was really good! And that version, and yeah, that version is pretty dope. Like, that's, I like that, 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 that English version of that song, but like... You know why it was so good? And that's good? like another, and that's like another parallel, like, you have Bad Boy getting an English version, and then you have Really Bad Boy getting an English version, which I don't think was necessary. Like I don't think they need, they needed this, 
English version to appeal to an international audience. Like, no, the Korean version was like already like the the Korean version was already yeah. like fifty percent English. I didn't. I don't think that it was super necessary to make the rest in English. I mean, yeah. I mean, the song is like twenty words. So <laughs> if you say like ten English words, you're already there. Um, yeah. I mean, like if you like K-pop, you like K-pop because it is the way it is and you don't need an English version too. I don't think there's anyone out there who's like, you know what, I, I never liked this song or this group, but this English English version has really sold me on K-pop. <laughs> like, no. I, I, I probably like two people out there, there's always someone, but like in general, like, eh. <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter. It, it does not. Anyway, um, the music video is also a thing that I think deserves some praise, in my opinion, at least. Dude. Um, because as much as I was trashing and tearing apart the song initially, <laughs> yeah, you were. the first time I saw the video, I was at least sold on the video. The like, I was great. like, this song is trash, but the video, that's like hot shit. Like, hmm. <laughs> Um, and I think you agree based on your reaction right now. <laughs> My favorite part is the part of the second chorus in the video where they're all like lined up next to each other and they do like that hip thing. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> <That> <laughs> and then like the little dance break because like, I know you, you didn't like it at all, but I really liked Slogi as a blonde in this video. Like, a lot. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm gonna say uh, I pretty much love everything about the video. I think it's it's just silly fun. I think it has a great aesthetic that really harkens back to like '80s horror films, yes. and it includes some Halloween elements, and that's really f it's just really cool as a concept. And I think the outfits perfectly match this style mm, of video. Mm -hmm. Like the styling is on point. It was like, like bad bitch. Usually, ev yeah, like usually <laughs> people who wear like uh animal prints usually look like trash like trash people <laughs> but like it just fits the entire aesthetic so perfectly and i st i i still don't like solgi as a blonde i just <sighs> like if if she had been any other hair color i would have been like super into this but like <sighs> My heart. I, I just cannot like and she's the only blonde is she the only blonde in the video? She yeah, in the video, she yeah. She is, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean it just it, it just breaks my heart a little bit. Uh, that that red outfit with the white like blazer and then with the blonde hair just looks so good. It's so good. Yeah, like the like the outfit is the outfit is on fire. Like and, and even the trash outfit is is, is good, <laughs> but like, I I basically think that of all the girls, that Solgi just can't pull off blonde as well as the others. I just <laughs> I just don't like Solgi as a blonde in general. It's my heart. A uh, full disclosure: I, I I I I'm not a fan of any kind of blonde hair, but like, mm, mm, Solgi, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Also, the dumb world is really great. Like oh, the puppet. <laughs> it's it's so stupid. 
<laughs> like, but it's like I said, it's, it's playful. It's just silly fun, and I, sp I especially like Joyce interactions with, with with the wolf. Like I know, th like later in the video, they all interact with the wolf in some way. Mm -hmm. But I think like Joyce interaction, like especially with the hand puppet, is it's just super cute. Like, <laughs> oh, she's trying to hide. Um, it's just, I, 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 I just like it. Um, okay, well, I hold think on, hold the on. ending is a little oh, bit sorry. weird. Yeah. No, sorry. Continue. Okay, yeah. I think the ending looks a little bit weird because it looks like a different kind of world. <laughs> like, but, but, but fine. Like, I, I'm gonna take it because I like the wolf in general. <laughs> it's like, like the kind of wolf that you see at like, uh, mini golf. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of yeah, obstacle. Yeah, wolves and mini golf. Like a giant head that you have to like put your. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Who um, who do you think owned the RBB era? In terms of like looks, looks and performance and blah blah blah. Mm. For me, mm. I would go with. Yeri. You think so? Yeah. She finally got her center time. She looked amazing. All of her outfits throughout the whole era were really good. Like, that one outfit that she wore, it was like a Nike, like, tube top and then, like, the blazer on top. Like, yeah. That was, that was, oh, mwah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I feel like her parts in a song, like, she got some really good parts in a song. Which she, fin she finally got lines. Usually, yeah, basically, r right. And um, this is one really cute um, picture of her, um, which she also used for our banner, which is like promotional artwork for the song. Where she's like, tr it looks like she's trying to, s she's like hiding behind a bush trying to scare someone or something like that. It's just a really cute picture. Like it's probably actually one of my f favorite um, promotional pictures of that era because it's. It's just cute. Um, it just works really well, I think. It's it's given her some some really cheerful and, and like fun personality, basically. Yeah. But like, mm, I'm still not sure if, sh if she's owning the era for me. The thing is, I I I would have to consider like multiple aspects, and I'm not sure I'm able to do this because I never analyzed all of their performances and outfits and song contributions that deeply. <laughs> Because I'm just not that kind of guy. What does your heart say um, right now at this very job. moment? Um, or do you like to do it? Right? Hmm? right, right now, right now. If you had to choose, what what does your heart say? One, uh, two, three. Who do you think? Go. One, I, I, two, I mean, three. I'm, my my heart my, my heart is always gonna say joy, because I, yeah, I I just think joy because of her interaction with the wolf. I just I really like her outfits. Her outfits were great. Like, I think her outfits look the least trashy, all things considered. Um, okay, like, the, the the red animal print top is pretty trashy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. Why animal prints? I just really like her <laughs> interacting with the dumb wolf. I, I, I just like it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what's I'm going to be biased here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, may maybe if I did some really deep analysis, I would change my mind. But like, as a visceral feeling, yeah. All right. Uh, and I guess, f 
and I guess like final thing I want to say, the logo is really good. Like, oh yeah, I yeah, just yeah. like they the R uh, BB mm. logo. Like, with the it, 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 it's it's cute. With the like scratch through. Yeah. It. Yeah. Okay, good. I think that's enough rambling about um really bad boy. Worth it. Sadly, though, we are not done yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Hill? Yeah. Peekaboo. Is that another song reference? You bet it is. Can we just say we're going to talk about some Instagram posts now? Well, you just did, so let's jump right in. You can find the links to the posts we'll be gushing about in the description below, by the way. So, Hill, uh, what pose did you choose? I chose an Irene post. It she posted it on January twenty fourth, and it's a a little selfie that she posted right after one of their Japan La Rouge shows, and I just think it's like the cutest thing I've ever seen <laughs> because she's she has like the little twin buns and like <laughs> the necklace she's wearing. It's like a ribbon. It's kind of like the symbol of Reveloves. <laughs> she's wearing the shirt backwards it's like ot5 or nothing and it, they kind of blinged it out with like uh <laughs> the little jewels in her hair and the crowns that they're wearing the off the shoulder style is like really cute too i thought i don't know her pose her smile everything is just really really cute so that is my pick for this thing how many attempts did you think it took for her until this photo was perfect and ready to be posted on instagram one. One? Yes. She's just that natural and perfect. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a re it's, it's a really cute pig. I love it. It's, like I said, all the little details really make this photo. I think if I was to attend the concert, seeing this pig would make me want to attend the concert just more <laughs> to <laughs> so see her live. I think and it's a really good choice. It is, and the, the thing is, someone had posted like a really, really blurry preview of this, and they were like, where are the HQ pictures? And then she posted selfies. <laughs> so it was like a blessing. Thank you, Irene. I think, I think the girls finally getting real Instagram accounts was like one of the best things of last year. <laughs> it really was. Like, can you... Like it's so crazy to think it took them years to get Instagram accounts in a in the world where Instagram is so important. Like I the mean, only Instagram account we had for the longest time was Irene's dog. Joy's dog, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> that's crazy to think about. <laughs> and now they're just all posting constantly, basically, it's and the they got their followers so quickly. Dude, yes, they did. It's crazy. I mean, the picture. The picture right now we're talking about it has 1.3 million likes. It, yeah, <laughs> like less than like oof. Um, power speaks volumes. Um, I did not choose an Irene pick. Instead, I wanted to talk about. I want to say a joy post, but it's actually three posts because <laughs> <laughs> they just all belong together. She's and extra that post like that. was made, yeah, definitely. But like, it's like, imagine taking selfies 
Well, it's not even selfies. Like, there was someone sitting on the other side and just taking photos. But imagine taking photos and you're like, you know what? I like all of them. It <laughs> would be a waste not to share every single one. So I'm just going to share every single picture that was taken. Like, why not? <laughs> and yeah, we thank her for around it. Definitely. Like, the more the better. Like, you cannot post too many joy <laughs> pics. What, what was I going to say? Yeah, so the picture set was posted around a week ago. Um, and it's basically Joy sitting in some, some kind of cafe or bar or restaurant or whatever, wearing a blue cardigan and glasses, which I never see Joy of glasses. Like, does she need glasses normally? No, no, she doesn't. So they're just for, for, for show or does she usually wear contacts? Yeah, it's just for show. Okay, I think she looks like I love this. I love this picture set because she's being so silly. Like she's playing around with her hair. She's playing around with her glasses. She's playing around with her face. She wants you to drink with her. Like she's just <laughs> being super cute and silly in all these pictures, and it's just so adorable. Like it's it's her really fun and playful side. And that's what I think makes this this photo set. It's just, it's so much so much joy in, in in in, in just a couple pictures basically, and um, it it makes me wish that I was taking those photos one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're just they're just really cute. They are. I like the uh, the little gangster chain she has on. The gangster <laughs> chain. It oh. looks like a gangster chain. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> and the fact that it's like an oversized cardigan like adds to the cuteness somehow. Not gonna lie, I was googling if it is a cardigan because I was like, what even is this? Like, <laughs> I, because I'm not a fashion expert. So I was like, I just googled cardigan because I think it might be one. And the results that came up were similar looking. So I was like, I think this might be a cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I did this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Totally cool. Looks like a gangster chain. I just, I just, like. Oh, is that Jimi Hendrix in the background? I think it is. Uh, it, it, yeah, it is. It is right. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's some kind of music bar or, or place or whatever. Um. Maybe, maybe, maybe if we knew I mean, how to read Korean, like. Y yeah, that would help. We would know where um, she took I only, it. like, the wall is damaged. I'm not sure if <laughs> it's, if, if this is supposed to be this way, or if they just don't bother repairing it for whatever reason. Moving on, this is the part of the episode where we sadly have to get a little more negative. Why? Because SM is trash. That's why this segment is simply called SM is Trash. Because let's face it, they don't really deserve to be associated with any Red Velvet song. True that. So Hill, would you mind telling us why SM has been trash again recently? <laughs> SM being trash is like their natural state. <laughs> I've, it I, really I, is. It really is. <sighs> Just like thinking about this already gets me frustrated. So... This has already become the norm. SM, through their SM Global uh, Twitter account, 
announced that a new boy group album would be released and they announced this on january 26th and the album is not going to be released until march 6th giving the fans over a month notice and pre-order time <laughs> when it comes to red velvet i went through the account all the way back to november 23rd and did not find one single announcement on red velvet's finale ep all they did was retweet Red Velvet's tweet on December 11th, and within that tweet, it was announced that the album, the album would release on December 23rd, which only gave fans about 11 to 12 days notice. How is, I mean, how is this fair? And this exact situation happened with ReFestival Day 2 with even shorter time. I think it was maybe nine days. And also, I mean, it seems that they are incapable of recognizing Red Velvet for the same achievements that the boy groups get. Uh, an example would be the World Albums Billboard chart, for example. Did I say for example twice? Whatever. Uh, just recently, maybe two weeks ago, one of the boy groups charted again in the World Albums chart. And maybe like three days ago, Red Velvet moved up on the World Albums chart. I we talked about it in the beginning, they peaked at number three. And of course, naturally, SM only mentioned the boy group and nothing about Red Velvet. And it just it's this common theme that is really annoying within the fans. And we're starting to think that they don't even know about their achievements at all. And it kind of turned out to be true because someone asked Red Velvet in a fan sign, I think they asked Joy or Yeri or something, and they had no idea, which I think is really, really sad because they should know that they're hurt, that they're, Oof, yeah, they should know that their hard, hard work is paying off. Another example, I mean, this, this segment can go on for like ever. Uh, back in, it really it can. It really can. Back in uh, 2019 during Red Velvet's US tour, SM made one, maybe two tweets throughout the entire duration of the month and a half tour or so. Uh, shortly after, a boy group also went on a US tour and SM made multiple tweets throughout the entire tour. Maybe like three tweets a day or whatever per show. And it's like, the inequality is so blatant and uh, just makes me frustrated every single time something happens. In, you know what I really don't get about this? Like, SM as a company has one major goal and one goal only. They want to make money. They want to make bank as fast as possible, <coughs> as often as possible. Like, the more money they make, the happier all the people on top are, yeah. right? I mean, that's the entire purpose of, of this industry, basically. And it would make sense to promote their girl groups as much as possible, too, because it gives them an opportunity to produce more money. Like, you can sell more records. You can have more exposure. You can sell more tickets to their shows. It's just more exactly. money. So how, how much do you have to hate? your own group or women or whatever like I, i'm smelling misogyny here mm. or sexism at least how much do you have to hate them to be like you know what 
money is fine, but like, is it really worth it? Do we really want to make money if we have to promote <laughs> girls? It's, this is what I don't understand. Like, I hate to be cynical here, but like, in a capitalist world, in a capitalist industry, this strikes me as unusual, out of place, and completely unfathomable, to be completely really honest. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I just remembered about something else. This happened also a couple of weeks ago, where uh, we, we're SM, the global shop, is constantly sending out emails promoting, like, oh, buy this bundle, and this is however much percent off for, for board groups, right? And someone tweeted at the SM Global Shop account, and is like, is this going to keep happening? Because I want to know when Red Velvet's uh, finale album is going to be restocked. And the Global Shop responded, we do not plan on restocking this album. Sorry. And then everybody was irate, tweeting at this account, I mean, this reply, there were over 500 comments and then <laughs> no joke the next day or like a couple hours later they restock the album <laughs> it, like it's sad that it took that much complaining for them to simply just restock an album that they should have already done or like produced enough because like red velvet is in demand that is a fact maybe a couple hours after that restock happened it sold out again, and then they restocked it for a third time. Like, I don't understand why they keep underestimating and underproducing or what when it comes to Red Velvet. I don't get it at all. I mean, just to basically show how ridiculous this is, um, basically fans are begging literally the company to, to give them money. It's like... Please, SM, we want to give you free money. And they're like, do we really want your money? I don't think we want your money, guys. I'm sorry. And then it's like, please, we want to give you money. And they're like, fine, I guess you can give us money. Like, oh. <laughs> it's, um, it would be funny if it wasn't so sad. It's so sad. And I know that there's like 12 billion more things that has happened in just like the past month. <laughs> but <laughs> sadly, yeah. <sighs> um, but if we went over all of them, we would be here for another three <laughs> hours. So we're going to spare you guys. Yes. But rest assured, in the future, we're going to trash SM some more again. Yes. So this is certainly not the last time you've heard of us complaining about this lovely little company to be fair to be fair we'll be fair i applaud them for putting irene Sulgi, wendy yeri and joy into one group to create red velvet that was like <laughs> a genius move to be fair i bet that was the i bet that was the janitor like gender was just walking around seeing the girls was like you should put these five <laughs> together they would work out pretty well and some higher up saw them and was and was like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> I, I think it was janitor, like for real, like disprove me. You you can't. I can't. <laughs> but I I've never given them any credit if I don't have <sighs> to. It's true. It's true. So, 
Now, Dom is a rebel love. That is a fact. However, he doesn't quite keep up much with interviews, variety shows, and much social media regarding Red Velvet. So we decided he should delve into this world a little bit more with my recommendations of videos, pictures, just anything I think is worth sharing that I know that he hasn't seen. So this next segment, we're calling it Rookie, because let's face it, Dom, you're a, a little bit of a rookie when it comes to Red Velvet's extracurriculars. So for today's segment, I'm going to send him a video clip, and then <laughs> we'll get his reactions and thoughts afterwards. So the clip... Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? It's a good idea? Uh, I'm really excited because I have no idea what this is going to be. Like, if it's going to be a silly clip, an interview... S whatever i have no idea so uh whatever you're gonna hear are my honest first reactions to this thing <laughs> i guess i think you're gonna love um, it uh yeah okay so <laughs> while, while you're reacting to this i'm gonna take off your headphones because i'm gonna be talking all right okay so the clip that i chose was recently posted from joy's uh, handsome tigers <laughs> episode and Joy is Dom's bias, so I'm pretty sure he's going to love this. It was that segment where she is teaching the players <laughs> how to dance to Psycho, but then all of a sudden she starts focusing on body rolls. <laughs> and like all the guys are trying to body roll with her, and she's <laughs> she's, she doesn't stop. And the very beginning of the clip is like slow motion body roll. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous and hilarious, and I'm like positive he's going to love it. And I'm really excited to hear his reaction. It's not that long of a video. It's maybe like a minute, 15 seconds. And I mean, like, this is why Joy is so great at variety shows. She's like not afraid to do anything. She has like, uh, not that she doesn't have a filter, but like, I don't know. She just embodies the TV personality so well, I think. Um, just joy being extra her extra self which i think we all can appreciate always when it comes to her appearances or the amount of posts that she makes on instagram <laughs> just love her so much ah come on dom are you done i'm done yeah all right i'm back what did you think <laughs> i it's very weird seeing Joy trying to dance all sensually <laughs> while in that outfit. <laughs> I love that like, outfit. This is clearly like a very, it's such a, I'm not sure if I want to call this like a sporty get up. Like it, it kind of is, but like you don't want to play any sports on this thing <laughs> either actually. Like it would just hinder you basically. So I'm not sure what's even up with that. And then she's like trying to be like, hmm, yeah, <laughs> look at my movements. Uh, um, that was a weird accent. Um, <laughs> and all the boys trying to just to do the same and just like in their failing completely. basketball. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you're like a really tall Korean basketball player <laughs> trying to act all sexy while dancing... <laughs> You're probably not gonna look as sexy as that person you're trying to imitate. <laughs> um, not that Joy looks particularly sexy 
doom the pose in that outfit <laughs> but um <laughs> it's 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 weird it, it's very weird <laughs> I thought it was hilarious I just <laughs> it is oh. I just I just don't know what to add like it it just doesn't make any any <laughs> sense it's you have two worlds clashing there's the sexy dancing and whatever that outfit is which I love that outfit. Yeah, there's some dissonance. Like, <laughs> and she was like, she was just like, yeah, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me laugh. I'm I'm sure this is someone's <laughs> fetish. Like, someone's gonna be out there, and it's gonna be like, I've been waiting for this my entire <laughs> life. This is my day. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know. I thought it was the perfect choice to, to start off with. It is. Like, the thing is, like, the thing is, uh, I had seen her in this outfit before. Like, doing just. I, I'm not sure what she did. She was interacting with the basketball players in some way. But I had not seen this <laughs> dance, so. It's great. It, it is, yeah. Now, finally, before we end this podcast, we want to honor the fans and the great work they have done to basically express their love for the band in uh, a little cute final segment we just call Some Love because it's the fans giving some love to Red Velvet and us basically showing these fans some love by highlighting the things we thought are especially cute, impressive, just whatever. Like, we like something that fans did, made we are going to talk about it, right? So, Hill, why don't you want to tell our listeners what we picked for this episode? All right, so the, the first one that I saw that I loved is from this YouTube channel called Gay Pop, and he painted the most amazing portrait of Sulgi from the Psycho video with the statues using only a red velvet light stick. <laughs> like... He tore the thing apart. He used like the round part. He used the stick part. He used the the little string part. He popped that out. He took out the batteries. It's just like amazing. Like imagine being talented. I'm just like, I was super impressed. Like, if this had done with, if this had been painted with a normal brush or whatever, this would be impressive, right? Yeah. But the fact that he did it with the stupid little uh, light stick is just... And I think like two days ago, fun fact, I made fun of this light stick. Really? And I just called it useless and overpriced. And I was like, why does this thing exist? Well, it clearly exists so you can paint amazing portraits of, of Irene. Like, I was wrong. I apologize. <laughs> this light stick is important. It has use. Like... <laughs> In the most yeah. unlikely way. I'm eating all my words here, but I do not feel ashamed because I could not see this coming. <laughs> Me neither. It was a surprise, and it was an amazing surprise. <laughs> and It was. Uh, the next thing was fan art by Twitter user, like, I'm totally going to butcher this, Jujir, RPG, under the hashtag GetWellSoonWindy. Uh, it's drawn in like a chibi art style and Wendy's in a hospital bed with a cast on her arm and like a little patch on her cheek 
and the others are surrounding her with love and they're they're taking turns signing her cast and i'm pretty sure this is the fan art that blew up uh the most it has like over 11,000 retweets and 10,000 likes wow and it's it's really really adorable it is super cute like i saw this and i immediately loved it like first off it's just amazing that the fans have come together to uh, send Wendy some get well wishes she will hopefully see. It's just, I think Wendy needs some love right now. And I think this is the kind of thing that fans can do that really will help her with her recovery, at least on an emotional level. So this is super cute, super awesome. And I don't think Wendy has ever looked cute as a blonde than in this uh, chibi art style. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> he got their, their likeness really well. Yeah. And then the other one was also fan art by Twitter user. I'm also going to butcher this. Kisen JCBL. And they're an Indonesian artist that specialized in like vector and vexel images. And one of my favorites was like his interpretation of Sugi as Chun-Li from Street Fighter. And it was, it was like something that I didn't think that I needed to see. It was like really amazing. <laughs> you know, the signature Chun-Li little like white buns and the signature blue and yellow outfit with the giant like wrist spikes. It was like awesome. And he also did the rest of Red Velvet as characters from Tekken. Uh, what are their names? Kazumi, Juri, and Anna, which I know I like completely butchered the pronunciation. You know, I absolutely love these. Like, I was really impressed when I when I first saw these. Actually, the one I like the most is Irene. Like, I think Irene looks so incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like everything, like the pose, the way she looks at you, her outfit. It's this is pure fire. Like, as much as I love Solgis Chun Li and as iconic as Chun Li is, obviously, Irene is just better to <laughs> me. Like, I love Irene here. It's I never thought I would say this. I expected me to love Joy or Solgi more, mm. but like, no, Irene all the way. Like, killing it. That, but yeah, that that artist. Am amazing just really blew me away so good and then uh by the same artist it's probably like my favorite piece of fan work that i've ever seen uh it's also from it's also a portrait of sugi from psycho and she's got like these black tears running down her face kind of like billy eilish when the party's over style and she's got her hand up, like, whispering, like, shh. <laughs> and there's, like, little fire embers around her. And I just, I don't know, I thought it was really cool. It was, it's a dark take on the Psycho video, because in the Psycho, like, the tears are, like, beautiful and glitter and sparkle. But this one is just, like, black and goth, whatever. It's, like, really, really cool, I thought. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. Like, it's so different from the... Street Fighter and Tekken yeah. uh, character renditions and it just shows how much 
it's almost like a like a horror theme too like the black and then even the wording of the psycho it's like dripping down and like what could have been blood it's like it's got a real horror thing to it and that's what made me love it even more it really does and it just shows uh how many different art styles that this artist this sounds repetitive anyway uh just excels at and i think when we when we were discussing the first Soggy pick, I think I said Irene by accident, so <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> um, I I can tell about their faces, I swear. <laughs> In the past, no, I couldn't. It was so but bad. now I can, I swear, I, I've passed the test. Um, yeah, so so sorry. Uh, obviously, Soggy, yeah. Just giving the fans some love. Okay. Um. You're talented. Y'all are so talented, I wish I could be that talented. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I, I can't draw, I can't play an instrument, <laughs> I can just breathe <laughs> fairly successfully. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is probably the part where we should end this episode. I know there were some parts that were a little shaky because uh, this is obviously our first time ever doing a podcast we're not used to talking this much yet we're not used to this whole thing so if we mess up a couple of times or if we repeat ourselves more often than we should please forgive <laughs> us uh i promise we're gonna get better over time as all people do and yeah that's it for this episode of the really bad podcast if you enjoy what we do please leave a like subscribe and spread the word so we can get this thing off the ground if you have any feedback just leave us a comment you can also follow us on twitter at rbp podcast or listen to us on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash really bad podcast tune in again in two weeks for your recommended dose of irene Solgi, joy wendy and yuri until then stay red Stay velvet. Mm -hmm.